what in the crap am I doing? Like this is such a big goal and what if no one shows up? This is going to be an insane waste of money and time and energy. Why am I doing this? And then I have to go back over and over again and think, okay, well, am I looking through a lens of fear? In my heart, I feel at peace about doing this and I feel compelled to do it and so I'm gonna do it. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where I interview East Idaho entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers, and learn their origin stories and how they're overcoming obstacles to achieve their dreams. I think by hearing their journeys, it can inspire us to follow our own dreams, and it's just fun to get to know our neighbors better. So today, I can hardly control my excitement for my guest. She's been an inspiration to me, and I know she'll be an inspiration to you today. So we'd like to welcome Charity Hatterley of Ignite Your Champion. Hello, thank you for having me on the show, Renee. Well, I'm kind of fangirling a little bit oh. because, you know, <laughs> I'm in love with you. So I'm so glad that you're here today. So thanks so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. Charity's done a lot of great work um, in East Idaho. And so I'm excited to hear about her event coming up. It's called Ignite Your Champion. Tell us what it is and what are you doing and what are you <laughs> giving to East Idaho? <clears throat> well, Ignite Your Champion is an event all about mindset. What it will do is help you become more aware of whether your thoughts are serving you or holding you back. It'll help you connect to your power and your goals and your aspirations, and also give you steps to move forward and break through any blocks and barriers that you have that come because of doubts or fears that you may have when it comes to moving towards those goals or dreams. It can be a little scary when you have a dream and you feel compelled to go for it. And then sometimes we turn away in doubt because we wonder, well, who am I to do that? So that's what Ignite Your Champion is. It's actually a conference. It's a talk. Help me understand what is it a day? What is this? Okay. Ignite Your Champion is a conference, but the way I do conferences, this is my second annual event. And the way I do them, it's very interactive, very fun, full energy. And we have six speakers who will be talking on different points about mindset. And so we have, for example, Sherry Wynn. She's a two-time Olympian, and she will talk about overcoming obstacles and how as a young child and teen growing up, she was never one who was picked for team sports. She was not. And yet, what did she do? What's her journey? Was it because she, she was so- Olympian. Yeah, she became an Olympian. Say. She had to do something, right? But she realized, a big part of that was mindset, the way that she thought about herself, the way that she interacted with others. So she dove deep into personal development and discovered that there's a lot that she could do to change, to improve herself and become the champion that she was. Yeah. And then we have other people talking about owning your power. You know, sometimes it's a little scary to feel like we have these talents, we have these gifts, and then sometimes we hide them. And we feel like we're being humble, but we're actually hiding those gifts because it's a little nerve wracking to stand out and to show what you know or be a, a facilitator for good. Um, it's just, 
it takes a lot out of Yeah, it's scary. You know, I mean, it is sometimes scary. we don't like to put ourselves out there because no. the risk of doing that makes I mean, you have to be vulnerable because what if people don't like you? It's I mean, true. that's crushing. It is. So what great examples, uh, especially with her story. So obviously you have a lot of passion around this. This whole topic sounds like it's self-improvement and just mm -hmm. absolutely believing in yourself. Where did this come from? Like, did you just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to start planning events because we all need to think better about ourselves. Like, can you give me a little idea about what's the backstory that got you here? My backstory is started as a child. I always had this little drive to, I just had a kind of a business mindset. Yeah. <laughs> one time our school did a fundraiser and I thought, hey, I want to earn some funds. I want to earn some money. I, I think I was 10 or 11. And so I called the company and said, I would like to do a fundraiser. And they said, well, what do you want to raise funds for? And I said, well, you called the company for me. of like the product? <laughs> it, yeah, the product. Okay. It, was, okay. it was a pizza company. Uh -huh. And so I said, I want to do a fundraiser. I want to earn myself. some money. I'm not old. Yeah, for myself. <laughs> raise Good funds for, for charity. I start doing that. <laughs> hey, yeah, it is go. for charity. <laughs> uh -huh. That worked out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so I've always kind of had these little desires Wait, to go did do they let something. You, do that? you have to finish the story. Oh, I did. So, yeah. So they said, sure, go for it. And they probably just kind of laughed at me. And so I went door to door. I sold pizzas and every person was like, well, what are you earning funds for? I'm like, well, I just want to earn some money to, so I can, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I did have this drive to money? earn money. Yes. Okay. And I, I filled up my parents station wagon with pizzas and they helped me deliver those pizzas congratulations I, <laughs> so sales is really where I you should sales. be i don't know uh, yeah but i don't really love sales yeah but, but you, i did it apparently you're good at it <laughs> apparently uh -huh. and i wish i had kept up with that and then i've dabbled into other different other businesses but then i always shied away you know i saw that success of selling pizzas and then i almost felt guilty like wow you know because um, i grew up with a very fear mindset like fearful of Fear of success, honestly, yeah, and also fear of failure. So instead of moving towards any goal, it's just kind of frozen in fear mm -hmm. and a frozen Why body. Why was that? Do you feel like that was because of the culture that was around you? Was it because you, um, it, you felt guilty making money? Like mm. what was that, or or was it just because you didn't? I mean, money wasn't a thing. Well, money was a big deal. I grew up. Uh, in very meager circumstances. Mm -hmm. We went to bed hungry, um, not too uncommonly, and often had to go without. So there was almost, I don't, I'm not sure exactly. It's a scarcity kind it's of It's a mindset. scarcity mentality mm -hmm. and a fixed mentality feeling like there's not enough or we're either born with our talent or we're not. And it's so afraid of failure that instead of trying something and learning from it, I didn't do anything. Put yeah, out I wouldn't yep. put myself out there. Mm -hmm. Or kind of a, sh a little bit of a shame mentality about money, like money's going to corrupt you, money is evil, that type of um, feeling. And I think a lot of people feel that. You feel shameful a little bit saying, hey, you know, pay me for my service. You know, it's yeah. hard to pay what you, what you, hard to ask for what you Believe are worth. worth. Yeah. And there's plenty of books about helping you block through those, move through those money blocks. Yeah. Money is not evil. It's what you do with it and your intentions that become, that can become corrupted. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing I've learning is, you know, money is just um, a facil facilitator for growing your influence and growing your impact 
it doesn't necessarily corrupt you. It, that's your choice. So when you had these opportunities for different businesses, you just didn't really grasp them and go for it. You mm -mm. dabbled a little bit. Is that what you did? I dabbled a little bit. I saw the potential and it scared me. And then I had those fears like, what if, you know, if I do become so successful, how will that change? See, it's interesting as I've learned about people's fear of success, we're not necessarily fearful of the success we're afraid of the pain that could come because people view you differently. When you move forward in your business or in life or whatever that is, people view you differently and it changes the dynamics of those relationships. Hmm. I've experienced that. Yeah. You know, with certain friendships, people suddenly feel like they can't relate to me because I'm doing events or I did a TEDx and it's like, I'm kind of, I'm still the same person. Mm -hmm. I still have the same I think that individuals also sometimes have that in their families. Like mm -hmm. the, you can be um, perceived as something that you're not even within your the people who love you. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's it's yeah, so true. It's interesting that you say that because I think that's very true. Okay, so you started down this road. You were dabbling in different things. Dabbling, dabbling. And then um, as my journey progressed, in my early 20s, I, I realized that I had let the external critics become my internal critic. There are a lot of critics along the way with girls and business, girls and you know women in business, women and having those drive and that motivation to do something other than kind of what the status quo is. Which is like be a mom, which stay is home be a and be a mom. mom, which is the most important job. And of I course. love it. Yeah. I have four children. Mm -hmm. And so there's almost some guilt between behind you know, you should just be a mom and nothing else. And that is your calling. And if, if you do anything else, it will detract and destroy your family. Right. I mean, have you ever <laughs> yeah, I experienced think that, that or felt that? I think a lot of women a woman can re business, resonate with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Of course. And, and we, uh, we definitely put those guilt trips on ourselves about yes. if anything goes wrong with our children, that must have been because I worked outside the home. Right. <laughs> right. And yes. that's just so not true. But it's that true. was a mind block for me that I absolutely had to overcome. Interesting. And I, a lot of women feel that it wasn't just my mind block, but when we're in those struggles, we feel like we are the only one. Yeah. And so as I just, um, in my early twenties, I had depression, had a pivotal moment where I realized I've got severe depression and social anxiety and I'm, just was contemplating I wasn't suicidal but I was considering thinking you know I could just disappear and nobody would even notice mm -hmm. I don't really I don't I'm just Hopeless. a wasted piece of flesh here wow <clears throat> and but I went to a mental health seminar that a friend dragged me to and we took an assessment and realized that's where I realized I had depression and all this time I had a growing um I had started thinking that I was defective. I thought that I was defective in the, at that point. And so actually recognizing that I had depression. Was kind of liberating probably. It was, yeah. it gave me hope. Yeah. I can't I change can anything about, about being defective. Uh -huh. That's just who I am. But actually, no, it's depression. Maybe I can do something about this. Yeah, that's great. So I started diving deep into, I just read books about psychology, mental health, mindset, neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is which are all ways that you can um, trans, you know, change your mindset and, you know, work with that and do something about what you think rather than feeling like your thoughts are who you are. Our thoughts are just tools that we have and we can change those tools. Right. And so in my journey, I discovered there were three pretty specific steps that I ended up 
repeating over and over again, which eventually transformed my own mindset. <clears throat> and then I've spoken to small groups and I have coached and mentored other people on the side. Again, never really taking myself seriously as a businesswoman, just thinking I'm just adding value. I'm helping people because we have a service mindset and serving is wonderful. That's so important. But it wasn't until about a year ago that I realized, you know, I have been doing a lot of speaking and I, I've seen the transformation in people and I've took a program at our local elementary school, which was an art music program. And I transformed that over the course of six years into a cultural connection program. And so I help these kids see other cultures differently and kind of break through some barriers of stereotypes and whatnot. And I saw the culture of that school transform. So that was really cool. So I felt like I'm kind of on to something. Yeah, wait, the, the dots were starting <laughs> the to connect. The dots were starting to uh -huh. connect. I've always been a connector. I've always been one who brings people together and helps people kind of break through those doubts or judgments that they have between each other. And so last year, I, well, I had applied to TEDx, or I guess it was two years ago. I had applied to TEDx, didn't get in that cultural connection program. I ended up needing to retire it because um, we, I was, everything had grown in that school and I was competing for space with paid staff. I just did this as a volunteer. So I decided I need to write, retire that. I didn't get into TEDx. Hmm, <laughs> now what? Now what? <laughs> so then in January of tw last year, or the year before, what year was it? <laughs> 2018. <laughs> I had this idea of bringing together a diverse group of, I thought I'd start with women, a diverse group of women. And I ended up having an event. I sold it out. And this was as someone who had like played small, nobody really knew who I was. And I just thought, I just feel really compelled to do this. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Because I had been come to a point in my personal development journey that I I was implementing the three steps that I had been teaching. And I thought, well, if it helped me overcome a toxic mindset, will it help me move forward in life and business? I'm going to put this to the test. Mm -hmm. So every day I got up. And what were the three steps? The, steps? the first step is change your lens. So instead of looking through a lens of doubt or fear of, you know, what I'm capable of doing, change it. Like imagine wearing a pair of dark sunglasses or the eclipse glasses. Take the, imagine taking those off and then choosing, making a choice to look at differently. To look through a lens of love or faith or belief in yourself. Because here's what happens. Our brain will look for evidence of whatever we believe. And so if you're looking through a lens of fear, your brain will find every reason to fear and doubt and every reason that you will fail. But if you choose, if you make a choice to look through a lens of belief that you can do this, It'll follow suit. It'll follow yeah, suit. That's great. And you'll find ideas and ways to do it. So it's like every day, change my lens okay. and I listen to what's really pulling up my heart and mind. I write it down and I put it on my calendar, whether it's, and sometimes it's, I feel like I need to e email this guy or I, I'm thinking about Renee. Maybe I should give her a call. Just following through with those little thoughts. Yeah. And then ta how and many, taking action I mean, how many them. times does that happen to all of us? And we just kind of blow it off and yes. or whatever. Uh -huh. So it, ha it sounds like you really are intentional about making that a purposeful mm -hmm. action. Yeah. Every day, mm -hmm. every day. So that event was created because of those simple steps. Okay. 
I got it. And know, step three is what? Action? Step three is take action. Uh-huh. Okay. That's where we turn away. Got it. We know what we need to do. And then we say, mm, then we start having the doubt again. So change your lens once again. Yeah. And do it. Move Just it. go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had had this in your life. You felt like you had this change for yourself. You'd helped others. Mm-hmm. So I get that you said, you know, I had an event, but it's not just easy as, as easy as having an event, <laughs> no. right? So what, like, why wasn't it, why, like, did you have other speakers? What did this event look like last year? So last year I had five other speakers and we took the women on a journey of connection is what, what I, how I promoted it is learning to connect with ourselves and our loved ones and our community and humanity. The theme was breaking down walls and building connection. And I thought that I was, I thought that what I do is I connect people. I'm a connector. That's, that's, that's what my business is. So I thought, oh, my business, I'll call it Connection Academy. And I thought it would be a one-time annual women's event, just keep it small. And that's what it would be. Well, the feedback after that event was, wow, my husband, I would have loved to have him here. And my brother-in-law, he he totally could have used this and he would have loved that. Because the event is so interactive, it was fun, I learned a ton, and it helped me break through those barriers that I have and and move forward in life and in business. And this isn't just a woman thing. And it wasn't just a woman thing. And so as I pondered that last year, over the past year, I realized I'm doing more than just helping people build connection. I am just helping people break through negative mindset or doubtful and whatever whatever those blocks are in our mind. And that's what I've been doing. And once you break through those barriers, it does help you connect to who you are, to who you're meant to be, and connect to your power to move forward and and be that shining star that you are in mm-hmm. life that we sometimes dim ourselves and minimize ourselves because we're looking through that negative lens. And so that's why this year, the theme is Ignite Your Champion and men and women are invited and it will help ignite those talents and gifts that you were born with and help you learn to just go for it and move forward and not be so afraid to make mistakes. You know, failure is something that we feel like is final, but it's not. It's just a stepping stone. Yeah, That's how you learn. Mm So much of that. I think, um, I don't know if it's just been what I've been listening to lately, but man, I've been hearing so many people talk about you need to fail, fail forward. Mm -hmm. Failure is the thing that helps you move. And what is it in our minds that gets us so wired that we are so scared of this? And I, you know, I think you and I've had some conversation around, um, in particular, especially Brene Brown's work Mm -hmm. around shame and what a trap that is and how that holds on to us and holds us back. Mm -hmm. So how exciting, how many people do you hope to be able to attend? What do you anticipate will attend this event this year? I'm anticipating about 300. It's at Hillcrest, so it it can seat 900 people easily, but there's not really an in-between venue. From last year I did it, we had 100 people, and then to want to double your numbers or triple your numbers, there's not a lot of options for in-between seating. So mm-hmm. it's like either a small event or I've got this massive So <laughs> if you're coming, sit near the front. Sit near the front. <laughs> but I have. there's no reason we couldn't fill the, this event. Okay. The more I talk to I people, the more I realize this is needed. And maybe there's a reason I have a gigantic maybe. venue yeah. for this event. Yeah. So come, come and be part of this. It's going to be amazing. 
So how does, how does one put on an event? So when you're thinking about this <laughs> in a business sense, what does it take to actually put on an event? Clearly you needed a venue. Mm -hmm. um, so once you have a space, what else does it take? How, you said you're going to have six speakers at this mm -hmm. particular one. Yes. How do you get everyone together and put this thing together? <laughs> <laughs> you're not sure yet because it hasn't happened. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> well, last year I did it. Yes, you did. I did it. And few, the year before that, I was working for Strategic Social Partners, and they had a digital market, marketing um summit. Oh, okay. And so I organized that. And so I saw that and I've, I've done events for other people. So for me, it was great to work with, with that company because I saw a lot of like, Hey, you know, let's just do this. I don't know how it's going to work out. Let's try we'll it. There was a, it. there was a growth mentality of we're just going to do it and mm -hmm. we'll learn from it. Mm -hmm. We don't have it to worry have about it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So many of us worry mm -hmm. about every little thing being so perfect yeah. because how would we be perceived if it didn't exactly. go off perfectly? So great <laughs> example of just well, putting yourself you. out there. So how do you do it? You got how the venue? How do you do it? Yeah. You get a venue. I start reaching out to my network and say, and I had posted an application page for, um, for speakers for this year. Last year I invited people. This year I said, hey, let's apply because I had enough people who want to speak. Yeah. So then we went through all those and, and the perp, you know, I, on the application I said, this is the purpose of the event. First, you've got to have the purpose of the event, which is help people break through any barriers that they have and be able to move towards their goals, ignite your champion. You yeah. are a champion of, in your life. And then you've got to have, you want speakers. So I did the application page and we went through all those with the committee. I had to get so you people to come be on a committee. I do okay. have a committee. Okay. They are working with me. They are amazing, wonderful people who believe in this and, and who are part of this. So that's very exciting. And then, and then I think the hardest part is getting, is promoting. Because I think online, you know, you have little videos, you have people get little clips of what you're doing and they don't really understand like what really is this? It's, mm -hmm. it's hard to translate that advertisement to what it is, what it is, because people have such a small attention span. Mm -hmm. And so you got to, so that's, that's something, that's a challenge for me. So I've hired um, strategic social partners. They're doing my ads. So I don't have to worry about the online media and advertising but mostly i'm going face to face handing out flyers saying this is this is the vision of this you mm -hmm. know if it doesn't make sense <laughs> coming across online because of my ads and whatnot um this is what this is this is what this will do this is how this will help you and over and over again people are responding very positively like, wow there's nothing like this i think it's um fascinating too that I don't, I, I don't know that all of us really understand all of the work and the financial investment that you have to make <laughs> yeah. to have, I mean, it's a risk because it is a risk. you put yourself out there to acquire the venue and do whatever you need to mm -hmm. do. There's some financial investment in the beginning that you're not sure that you're going to get back. It's true. Um, but I can tell by your passion, you believe in your cause and you absolutely believe in the message and you've got minions out there spreading <laughs> it as well. Um, but what is it, what do you think makes the difference? What is that thing when you're selling this that really resonates? Is it because like, what are the tools I'm going to walk away with? How's this going to change my life? How this will change your life is it will help you see what it is that you're stuck behind. 
sometimes, you know, there's a study that was done and it was published in Forbes magazine that says that 15% of people are self-aware. So if 15% of people are aware of what their thoughts are doing, whether they're serving or enslaving them, whether they're helping them connect to others or disconnect them, then what do we do with the, what's That's happening with the other 85%? Yeah. Are we percentage. just kind of bumbling around in life like it on a like that. pinball machine? And sometimes you feel like that, right? I felt like that for a long time. I felt like I don't have any say in my life. Anything I try to do, it just, it, it and doesn't work out. My Nothing works out. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending yeah. on what happens around me mm-hmm. is how I go. Yeah. Exactly. And so in my journey that started about 20 years ago, I've realized, wow, I have a lot more say in my life than I thought. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot more say in how I feel about life and in my own mental health than I thought. Mm -hmm. And here I was, I spent a lot of time destroying myself. Yeah, right. Because I was focusing on the fears and doubts and judgments. So people leaving this will become empowered. Yeah, Yeah. They will become empowered and feel like they're more aware of what's going on in their mind and they can champion that mm-hmm. and move forward in life. Yeah, it makes you a better person all around. Mm-hmm. Father, mother, brother, you know, parent, whatever it is. So absolutely it's awesome. Love it. Okay, so um, I, and you maybe you have already kind of exp- explored this, but as you have started doing these events specifically, have you faced any challenges or times where you had self-doubt that held you back from taking the next steps? Or have you thought, what am I doing? Like, who, who do I think I am to do this? Like, you know, have you been in that space? Oh, Renee, absolutely. <laughs> it's very ironic because here I am. Come on, come to this mindset event. It'll help you champion your thoughts and champion yeah. your life. And there have been moments where I thought, what in the crap am I doing? Like, this is such a big goal. And what if no one shows up? This is going to be an insane waste of money and time and energy. Why am I doing this? And then I have to go back over and over again and think, okay, well, am I looking through a lens of fear? In my heart, I feel at peace about doing this and I feel compelled to do it. And so I'm gonna do it. And every day I change my lens over and over again and I listen to what I feel like I need to do. And, and then I follow through and I just do it. Mm-hmm. And one day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. And so mindset is never one and done. It's not something that like, okay, I've championed my mindset. I'm done for the rest of my life. I'm the best example ever. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm living this story. I need this event just as much as anyone who will come Mm -hmm. and I can share what I've learned and I'm going to learn from the other speakers who will be there as well. And those of you who have experiences to um, share and talk about, I would love to hear them. Yeah. Because we all gain different pieces of the puzzle and different tools to champion that mindset. And together, we have a lot we can learn from each other. Well, I love that, Charity, because I think um, that does feed into the fear of maybe the imposter syndrome of mm. who am I to stand in front of everybody and tell, <laughs> you know, I, my my platform is accountability. And so I, I get up and tell people about accountability and you need to be accountable. And I turn around and fall off of the accountability platform <laughs> all the time. Um, right? But just like you said, I, I really respect that you understand that you have a message because you've lived it. 
Um, are you perfect at it every day? No. no. Do you have to reset? <laughs> yes. yes. And guess what? That is human. Totally. Imagine. It's, it's awesome. very true. I love it. Um, I think the imposter syndrome is worth talking about. Um, some people don't know what that means. What that means is whether you're a mom, a dad, business owner, employee, student, whatever that is, we sometimes feel like we have this fear that someone's going to find out I really don't have my crap all together. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Or sometimes I feel like and they're going to call me on it. Yeah, they're going to call <laughs> me out on it. But you know what? On the second day of this event, Ignite Your Champion, we are going to have a panel discussion with our, all of our speakers. And you will find that every one of us experience the imposter syndrome because being human and in this journey of life, none of us are ever perfect at anything. We're right. all still learning and championing. And I've champion never done them. this day before. Yeah, Like this exactly. day has never happened for me right. before. So it's new. It's new. How can I be perfect at it? Right. Yeah. So if someone calls me out on it and says, well, you're not perfect. You know, you've had doubts, Charity. How dare you do a mindset event? Well, how, why wouldn't I? Yeah. No one else is doing it and what? we need it. And clearly. who else wouldn't you want to have do it? If, you know, you want somebody who's living it so <laughs> yeah, that I'm it's actually it totally. real. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. I You're not a fraud. That. You're not a fraud. Right. All. Oh, thank you. Good so job. if you felt that, then you know what it feels like to be a champion because even champions like Sherry Wynn have felt that imposter syndrome even recently. I mean, I talk to her every other week. We are, we do some mentoring with each other and she feels it too. Like it's a constant, we remind each other, Hey, you know, you're, you're kind of feeding into those fears. Let's get back to what we know we can do. You've got to keep on it all the time. Yeah, it's good. I love it. <clears throat> so being obviously in being in business, you, you talked about having a family. Mm -hmm. How, how do they support you through this? Is that, do they help you? Are they there serving drinks at the events <laughs> or like, how do you, how do you integrate your family in the business that you're doing? It is a challenge. It is definitely a challenge. I try to do everything I need to do during the day when my kids are all at school. Sometimes it feeds into the evenings, but they're all very supportive and I'm supportive of them. Like sometimes I need to drop things to go help them with what they need and vice versa. Sometimes they need to drop things to come help mom. And it's been very cool to see even just the change within my own family and kids of them starting to tackle bigger things and bigger goals because they're seeing mom doing it. They're seeing mom doesn't have have it all figured out and she's saying, okay, well, I'm just gonna take this step and see where it goes. And they recognize that life is a lot of lot like having a little flashlight in the darkness. We see that goal, that big mountain in the distance and we think, okay, I feel like I wanna climb that mountain, but I don't know how to get there. And so as we take a step with that flashlight, then you see the next step yeah, and then the next. And sometimes that mountain feels like it's getting bigger and bigger the closer we get. And then those fears come in and we turn away. But what I've found is that if you keep moving forward towards that goal, when you get to that mountain, to the scariest moments where you want to turn away, but you take another step, then what happens is you either find a little passageway to get you around that or a passageway that takes you. Yeah, or you have mm -hmm. the energy to go over it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that you said that. I think it is so fun to see our children self-empowering, you know, for mm -hmm. them to witness. Um, and, and you don't even realize that that's happening, but they're watching. Yeah. And to, to have them feel like, well, I can do this. Um, mm -hmm. Isn't that fantastic? Especially in a world where there are so many of us that are um, what Natalie at 
College of Eastern Idaho calls lawnmower parents, you know, that are mm -hmm. even worse than helicopter parents um, because <laughs> yes. she's dealing with it at the college all the time, oh, wow. you know. Um, in a world where there's so much parental involvement, I think it's to the detriment oftentimes of our children and their growth. So mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate that you said that. I think uh, going back to what we talked about before, that mommy guilt, mm -hmm. uh, now being at this end of my life where my youngest is 18 and going to graduate, granted, there's a lot of life for these kids yet to live. But I have had seen them have to be very independent and make mm -hmm. decisions, and they're better prepared than had I hovered. Yes. So I'm, I'm so glad too. for that. I think so too. I want to also say, give a shout out to my husband who has been the rock and the backbone through everything that I've done from those, you know, early in our marriage when I was battling my own demons yeah. inside my head yeah. to even recently when I had this event early on when I was really, well, I was you know, preparing for TEDx. And then I just felt like, oh, why am I doing an event right after TEDx? This is like, it's too much. And I I did consider counseling or just pushing it off to the fall or next year. And he just sat me down and just said, why are you doing this? You know, you and I both know why you're doing it. You just feel compelled to do it and you believe in it and I believe in it. So if you give up, what are you leaving anyone else to hope to and to, and to move towards? There's a reason you're doing this, and I I believe in you, and so don't turn away. Oh, that's awesome. And he's he Give doesn't complain that. when he gets oatmeal for dinner <laughs> or has to make his own sandwich, or he'll step up and help when I need it. Yeah. And I it's a, it's very it's much a partnership, not a, you know, he doesn't complain about me not being able to serve him 100%. You know, it's like, it's a partnership. We both give 100%. Sometimes I've got to pitch in and help where he can't, where, mm -hmm. where he's not around, where I've, I've got to step in and vice versa. And so I really appreciate that. I know not everyone has that type of relationship or support with their family. And I couldn't do this without that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so that's good. My husband's wonderful. It does help to have that support. And um, mm -hmm. especially sounds like he gave you a good shot in the arm to say, get he out does. there and do it. Yeah, he doesn't let me quit. Good. <laughs> so tell me, Charity, what advice would you give to other individuals considering self-employment, following their dreams, putting themselves out there? Um, was Maybe there was some advice that you got that inspired you that you're still using? The advice I would say is don't wait until you have it all figured out. You don't have to have your website all figured out. You don't have to have your product and everything all figured out. You don't, you don't have to have all your systems set into place because you'll find that when you set your foot on this journey, you'll discover something totally different than what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so don't wait. Just take a step because you'll see the next step and then the next and it'll lead you where it needs to go. Let it evolve with what it needs to be. And, and you have what it takes. You don't have to know the 60 steps from now. Just know one. You know one step. Take it. Once you take it, you'll know the next one. Yeah. And that's awesome. how it is. It's very vulnerable <laughs> to move forward <laughs> it and is. grow a business. It's a lot like parenting. Like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> Let me try something else Yeah, today. right. <laughs> Too bad that first child isn't disposable. But they're oh, not. I'm so and, glad they're not. No, but, I'm so glad yes. they're not either. But for the fact that we do kind pigs. of. Yeah. <laughs> they turn out okay. They yeah. do. Yes. Um, all right. So what other, uh, do you have any books or other sources of inspiration that you would recommend? Anything that you're like, yeah, you need to go out and read this. Well, <clears throat> I, I have a long list of books. 
but what what I would say is anyone or even a podcast, you know, I always that I have to throw that in. Anything that you listen to on a regular basis or read on a regular basis that is inspiring to you. I love personal development books <clears throat> like Jack Canfield, love his books, The Success Principles. There's a book by Byron Katie called Loving What Is. Um, and, and what's it about? Just kind of accepting. So Loving What Is is about basically, yeah, like not freaking out over whatever situation. Like, okay, here's what happened. I can love the lessons and learn from it, or it could destroy me and yeah, I could so true. be lost in that. Mm -hmm. And so you either learn some or you win some. You win some or you learn some, right? Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so what is the future for Ignite Your Champion? You, where do you see this going? Are we gonna have events every year? Are you gonna be a national event <laughs> putter honor? Like what's this gonna look like? I have connections in a couple other countries who have said they want, when they heard about my event last year, as I'm kind of evolving, they said, let us know when you're ready. We want you to come do that event here. Wow. So I have some international connections. I can see this becoming big. Right now I'm focusing on nailing this event. Mm -hmm. And then once I reevaluate, we'll see what happens next year. I mean, this is the second annual event. I don't plan to stop. So... It's, it's one of those things where I'm just going to see where this grows and see where it evolves. And I'm just excited to bring this. It'll be a lot of fun um, and very impactful for those who attend. Are you looking, um, is there any other aspect of business that you'll be taking this uh, in a consulting way? Or where do you think, do you think it'll be just event planning? No, <laughs> event's kind of my side gig, honestly. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I do mindset coaching and I'm developing business consulting. I have had businesses reach out to me because of my event last year who said, hey, come back and help us with our team culture. Um, because what I, you know, I'm a cultural transformation executive. So I help transform the cultures of the mind and cultures of teams. And that's kind of where it's evolving. So the event is going to be an event where it just ignites us and gets us fired up. And then I plan to continue, you know, those who want to coach with me okay, or consult great. with me, I, I have that ability to do that. Great. And for the other speakers as well, if you want to connect with them and learn more from them, definitely there will be many opportunities for that. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Charity, is there anything else that you'd like to share with my listeners that you haven't had the opportunity to share? We've talked a lot. We've talked a lot. Yes, this has been fun. So... If you want to, I have a couple resources available. The first one is just a simple ebook. Since this is the Entrepreneur's Odd Podcast, Podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it feels a little odd. So thank you. Well, then I fit right in. <laughs> Don't we all? So the Entrepreneur's Oddcast. For entrepreneurs, one of the things that we face often is networking events, right? And how often have networking events felt awkward or frustrating or like a waste of time? Yet we know they can be highly beneficial. There's so much we can gain from them. Right. And so we go, but then it's really, you know, we feel uh, awkward. Standing in the corner. <laughs> wall with somebody we already know. And so one of the presentations that I've given is called Stop Networking, Do This Instead. And I have an ebook that I created out of that presentation. And it's been, you know, I've had great response with the content in this. And I want to share that with you. A free ebook you can download. Awesome. And then also a discount code for Ignite Your Champion. 
And so all you need to do to get that free ebook and the discount code is to text the word IGNITE, I-G-N-I-T-E, to this number. The number is 484-848. Okay. So text IGNITE yeah. to 484-848 for that free ebook to help you change the way you network and start benefiting today and also a discount code for Ignite Your Champion. I love it. You know, I don't think that we told the listeners when Ignite Your Champion is. Oh my is. goodness. Yes. Ignite Your Champion is May 10th and 11th. That's the weekend just before Mother's Day. So if you want to give it as a gift to that sweet woman in your life or take her on a date or go on a girl's night out, uh, it's Friday night and Saturday morning. This is great for anybody. The, the community, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a parent, an athlete, or just someone who wants to dive into personal development, this event is for you. So come and ignite with us. Okay, well, I hope that uh, I will see you there. I will be there. So definitely Yay! want to hope to, that we have a big crowd and there's lots of people that are improving their lives. So thank you so much, Charity, for being on the show today. It's been so fun to hear your story and to learn how your life experience has shaped you to share your talents and all of your experiences with the world. Thank you for making it your life's work to help others live up to their true potential and accomplish their goals and dreams. We need more people like you in the world. So I can't wait to see what you have in store for us next. And um, I'm happy to call you my friend. So thanks, friend, for being here. And uh, we just hope that you all have a great week. And we'll see you at Ignite Your Champion. As a reminder, today's show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. So come and see us for all of your car repairs and maintenance and let our family take care of your family. Stay tuned for tips and tactics for life and business in our business leadership moment. And we'll see you next time. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the business leadership moment. This segment is sponsored by RiseCon at East Idaho Business Conference held every November. And I know that they're already starting to assemble great speakers. Um, it's a great conference. I highly recommend it. So look for it coming up in November. RiseCon also has a sister that's called RiseX, and that's a monthly executive event where you have the opportunity to get together with other business owners, leaders in the industry and in the community and talk about your businesses at a different level than you would necessarily get to do at a networking event. So uh, check it out. You can go to www.risecon.com and rise is spelled with a Z. You find out information there about RiseCon and RiseX and we hope to see you at an event soon. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to you about accountability in a culture and how do we measure what our accountability is. Oftentimes, it's obvious. We know what's going on in our uh, businesses, in our organizations. We can feel it. We desire for people to have more accountability around us. But sometimes I think it's good to have a, a temperature check about where are we with accountability. Um, so I wanted to give you a few uh, behavioral measures today for you to ponder about and kind of think about where your institution, your organization, your business is, and um, give you some thoughts about where to focus your energy, if you were able to focus on a few things, how you can make the biggest impact around accountability in your organization. So I want you to rate this, these 
uh, behaviors that I'm going to tell you on a scale from one to five. And one would be this never happens. This never happens in my organization and I never do this. Or five, I always do this or um, the organization always does this and anywhere in between. Um, with three being happens about half the time. So it kind of gives you an idea of where you're at with these particular behaviors. Uh, so behavior number one is, do you, does your organization talk to people and not about people? Um, this seems like a basic thing. We've learned this uh, probably since we were children, not to gossip and not to talk about others. But this is a key principle that will erode your institution if you uh, don't know that you have a good handle on this. So where are you? One, that never happens in my organization, or five, that always happens. Um, number two, Take the problem to the person you're having the problem with. Do people work around uh, the individuals in your organization? If some, if they're doing something wrong, do they go to their supervisor? They go to peers. Who are they having these conversations with? Take the problem to the person you're having um, the problem with. All right, number three, no meeting after the meeting. What the heck does that mean? So what that means is are you in a meeting where there are decisions made, but you may or may not agree on those particular decisions. And so after the meeting, you find your best friend at work and you have a conversation around what was really the content of the meeting and what was what was really said and what's all of the hidden meetings and the things that I didn't get clear on. Um, no meeting after the meeting. And, and the whole point of that is get clear w while you're present with the people who are giving you the direction on what to do. Um, get clear, have your questions asked and answered in the meeting. Um, number four, meeting agendas are clear. Are your meeting agendas clear? Do you even have meeting agendas? One never happens. Five always happens. Number five, get crystal clear on tasks and projects before beginning. That never happens in my organization. That always happens in my organization. I always get clear or I never get clear. Um, number six, clear decision-making processes. We know how decisions are made and who makes them. Is that clear in your organization, in your life? Uh, number seven, clear roles and clear authority. Everyone understands the job and the authority levels. How often do we go into projects or things that we're expected to do and we really don't know what our authority is and uh, our team and us flounder. So making sure that that is clear. Number eight, the leadership sets and agrees on priorities. Um, that one pretty much goes without saying, I think. Number nine, communication is clear and timely. How often are we getting information and is it clear? Um, and the last one that I want to share with you is no rescue, fixing, and saving. Individuals are expected to do their jobs, their tasks. Uh, this is a big one. Is it never happening in your institution? Is it always happening? Are you always rescue fixing and saving those around you because they're not getting their stuff done? Um, in an accountable organization, there is no rescue fixing and saving. And that's really hard because a project might be stalled because your buddy is not getting his stuff done and it'd just be easier for you to step in and do it. But every time we do that, we erode that accountable organization and our own personal accountability. Um, so accountability is my platform. I love to talk about it. You guys will be hearing more about this. But take a moment to ponder on these behaviors and where your organization or you fall with these. And if you want to really move the needle in your place and um, you are empowered to go forward and do this, 
the three things I would highly recommend that you focus on is number one, talk to people, not about people. Huge. If that's happening in your organization or your life, stop it. Start just dealing in, you know, directly with these individuals and give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, number two thing that will absolutely move the needle for you is no meetings after the meetings. The whole point around this is clarity. Get crystal clear on what the responsibilities and the authority is and no meetings after the meeting. And number three, the thing that will move the needle the most is no rescue fixing and saving and may very well be the hardest, especially for those of us who are business owners. And we believe it'd just be easier easier for us to do it ourselves. We erode our accountable organization every time we do that. And I know I said that before, but I can't say it enough. So work on those three things. I promise you will move the needle in your organization and have a more accountable culture. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.